I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small, easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Weight Loss Podcast. As always and forever, my name is Courtney. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Stop taking my intro. <laughs> My name is Matt and will always be Matt. Thank you, Courtney. <laughs> and this week, our topic is going to be how to get back on track. What do we mean, Courtney, by how to get back on track? Well, we all have those moments, Matt. We all have those times where we might fall off the bandwagon, shall we say, or things are going really well and all of a sudden... Something happens and it's just not going well anymore. You might have felt like you've taken a few steps backwards. And that's what we mean by going off track. It's maybe letting bad habits creep back in or... Distractions. Distractions. What Noise. are What are the ways that people can get back off... Uh, that people can get off track? Killing it, Courtney. Uh, ways <laughs> that people can get off track. Well, I mean, you can... Uh, complacency. Mm. Complacency is a huge one. Um, a lack of mental focus. You just drop the intensity. Yes. A little bit where you don't quite say train as hard in the gym as you have before. You might start to, because you think you're all over it, you might start to let your food preparation and shopping routine, etc., a bit, you know, go off Slip. track. Mm. Slip. Yep. It might slip a little bit. You might stop being accountable. If you're working with a trainer yourself, you might stop recording what you're doing. You might stop saying, "Hey, trainer, this is what I'm doing every single day." Because trust me. because you think, yeah, trust me, um, because that's the first thing we should do: trust our clients. <laughs> uh, because because you think you're all over it, you might take you off the pedal and not record what you're doing. You could give up too soon. Mm, that's a good one. Oh no, I haven't. I haven't lost 20 kilos this week. I failed. This isn't working. I'm going back to back to hamburgers and milkshakes. Mm. I think it can also. I think potential distractions are huge in terms of. You might be following a certain routine, and all of a sudden, well, you think you're doing okay, and you probably are doing okay, and all of a sudden you see someone on Facebook or Instagram, or YouTube or somewhere like that that's got something different that sounds really good. Oh, that looks really good, and they're in good shape. What I'm doing must be wrong. I'm going to stop what I'm doing and restart doing that instead. Yeah, and they're, they're all fantastic examples that you've given and I completely 100% agree with every one of them. And I think the biggest thing that you take out of from take from listening to you, wow, I cannot speak today. Cannot speak. Good day for recording. Wow. I think the the biggest thing that you get from listening to you give those examples is that it's just how normal all of them are. Well, it's a point that we, we do need to illustrate here, Courtney, is that it is normal mm -hmm. to lose your way somewhat along your own yeah. journey because it does affect everyone. It's affected you and me. Absolutely. It has affected literally every single person I've ever worked with in my career. 
I expect it will continue to affect every single person I work with for the rest of my career. It's normal. To me, if someone goes through a fairly substantial weight loss journey and doesn't have times where they go off track, that's abnormal. Because I can't think of anyone that's that's had an experience like that. It's just, to yeah. me, it's the standard ups and downs. So that's the biggest point I think we can make here for you listening is that if this has happened to you or is happening to you where you feel like you're off track and you're not quite where you were, say, a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago, that's normal. Yeah. That happens to everyone. So don't don't feel like a failure, first and foremost. That just makes you hum- a human being like the rest of us. Uh, so I think that's the first big point there to make, Courtney, is that it is normal and affects everyone. And I think as well that it's not the end of the world. I think that's a massive point to make. And that was that was definitely something I wanted to touch on was that it isn't the end of the world. Because as you said, it, no one goes through anything substantial like this and don't go through these little moments where sometimes they're really big moments sometimes they're just small you've just slightly gone off track and it's and you just pull it back and you can rein it in and you can identify it straight away other times you might have really gone off track and it might even be something that you you haven't even noticed i know that is what happened for me mm-hmm. it was it was a it was a slow progression of going off track but it was something that in the end i was miles off track and i had not even noticed can you like, give some more detail Courtney, on this when I first started working with you, what, five years ago when I first met you? Uh, no, just over four. Just over four years ago. Well, I'm really doing well today. So just over four years ago, I met you and I started working out. I started changing my eating habits and I've got some fantastic results. I think you will agree. Yeah, yes, I would. I think in the first 12 months, I really got some fantastic results I think that I felt like I was going really well. And I think the biggest thing for me is like with the examples that you gave, I think that I had a couple of those. I think I definitely had complacency set in. I felt like I was getting good results. I hadn't quite reached my goal yet, but I was getting some fantastic results. And I just felt like the wheels were just going to keep turning, that things were just going to keep going on. Mm -hmm. I think I stopped having accountability to you. I felt like I did exactly what you said where I just told you, oh, yeah, 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 I'm eating the same thing, which I was. But when I was eating the cheat meals or treats that I would call them, it slowly crept in that I was eating more and more of them each week. What made you realize that? The fact that I was gaining weight Okay, How'd made you, me realize that. How do you feel that? It felt like my clothes weren't fitting properly. I felt just that I didn't have the energy, the intensity in my workouts, as you said, mm-hmm. um, like I had before. And I felt like I'd really plateaued and just was not going anywhere. It wasn't wasn't making any steps forward at all. And that sort of all came uh, to a head one day where I think we've spoken about this story before where I just came to you and I was really unhappy and I said, I've got to do something different. And that's where we set the goal of doing that bikini photo shoot Mm. because I needed to step outside my comfort zone. I needed to be accountable. I needed to increase my training intensity. I needed to 
get away from the complacency that I had been feeling by setting a new goal and having something high to aim for. And something scary. And something scary. So and that, that was, was very scary. And that was that was a big thing for me. So and and like you were saying before how normal it is and all these different things can can creep in. And I think the biggest lesson that I learned from my experience with it was that a lot of the times as well it's like a little silent killer. Ah uh, yeah it is just because really Courtney you don't always know it. You don't know that you've slipped often until it's a bit too late. So yeah. you said it yourself where the clothes all of a sudden were a bit tighter and you notice they weren't fitting quite like they were. Uh, it, I think it can be easy to hide in a way or even be in denial. Denial, about, I think, is a big one. Denial's very, the, the denial is strong, as I like to say, that you think you're going okay and you tell yourself, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not doing all right. Where I know for me, I've had people that I've worked with and currently do work with where they've said to me, you know, I'm so glad that I did what you asked, Matt, and wrote down what I've been eating because I didn't realize just how much junk I've been having. Mm. Because and I think that's a big one. That's because a- every time you have your one treat meal, you know, okay, I've had one, follow it away, move on, and they add up. Oh, absolutely. You, you keep telling yourself through the week, oh, it's just one. It's just one. It's just one. But over the course of the week, it just might be 20 of those ones. That's right. And and they, they build up so quickly when you're just saying to yourself, oh, it's just one. Not saying to yourself, hang on a second, this is number five. This is number six. This is number seven. When you look at, I know for us, we have ourselves, our personal goal, Courtney, of you know, two times a week at most, we're going to have something as a treat. Mm. How easy is it for that two times a week to quickly become once a day? Oh, totally easy. Because it might become, you know, two times a week, that becomes four times a week, that becomes once a day. Correct. Twice a day. Yep. And it just starts to sneak in. And I think that's where the lack of accountability comes in. Um, And also can be down to complacency, just not paying attention. Well, you think you're you're on track. And it's just not putting the effort into it like you did possibly at the start because you feel like, oh, yeah, the wheels are turning. They're just going to keep turning, you know, oh, and and then you start telling yourself other things. And you mentioned um, mental weakness or... Focus. Losing mental mental focus. And yeah. and that's a big one too because you start telling yourself, Oh, I'm doing really well. I deserve a treat. Yeah. I deserve I deserve this. I've been doing so well in the gym lately. But then that leads into a whole nother path on its own, again, where you're not keeping track, you're not keeping accountable for what you're doing and you're allowing all of that to creep in. So I, I personally think for myself, uh, they were the they were the main ones that affected me and I think that they were they're really silent killers type of type of a thing. They can really creep up on you and they can get out of hand really fast. And that's what happened to me. I didn't just take maybe two or three steps backwards. I, I took a whole flight of stairs backwards. Hmm. And that's something I had to come to terms with and deal with and set things in motion to help fix that. But And I think a lot of other people might have more experiences with the examples that you gave, Matt, in terms of giving up too soon or listening to noise and distractions, whereas I don't really think those sort of ones aren't really silent killers. That's a that's a choice to go that, that different direction. I think, Courtney, another example that you could potentially give yourself in terms of you being off track is where your food choices have become more limited. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I want to make this massive point that for myself and the, yeah, I've lost a lot of weight and I made a really big transformation, but I've done it over over four years 
of a period of time. We're talking four years plus here. Now, if you gave the same transformation to somebody else, they may have done that same transformation in two years. So potentially it's taken me twice the amount of time to get where I am. It also may, they may never do it. But the thing is, is that I haven't just gone off track once. I mean, this has been multiple times and I'm not afraid to admit that. I've gone off track multiple times. It's been a really hard process for me. It still is. And I would say that I'm still going to go off track. And I think that's a big point to make, Matt, that I think you'll agree going off track isn't just a one-off thing. A lot of the time, it can happen to people multiple times. Well, it's happened to me multiple times in different areas. Um, Pretty soon, Courtney, I'll give a very recent example for both of us, um, even as much as an example from today. Yeah, well, I'll let you go into that, but first I'll just answer your question, which is when I was limiting my food choices, that all came about because I was trying to figure out what I was reacting to. I was having some stomach issues and... I was obviously reacting to some sort of food that just wasn't agreeing with me, which is very common. We're all not going to agree with all types of food. So I was trying to figure out what it was that in my day-to-day meal intake, what ingredient was it that wasn't agreeing with me? So what I had to do was I had to sort of cut one thing out at a time and see whether it helped the situation. So process of elimination, basically. Yep. Which was fantastic and it worked and I figured out what it was, but the problem was the lack of mental focus and accountability came in again where I didn't reintroduce all the foods back into my daily meals. So the colour of your bowls was becoming very bland. Correct. So I was starting to limit my vegetable intake to about two or three different vegetables every meal. And I know what you're thinking. You're listening to this probably thinking, what an idiot. Why would she do that? How boring and disgusting. And you know what? I would agree with you. If I saw somebody else, if I saw Matt, if I saw that you were doing that, I would think, why the hell would you think that that was okay? (laughs) But again, it's just that that loss of mental focus and accountability that I had and I then it became my new normal. It just became my new normal and I got complacent and I didn't, I wasn't focusing and that was just, it just seemed like the easy option which was definitely not helping me reach any of my goals. Yeah, well, that's that's, a, that's really honest and a powerful thing to talk about there, Courtney. I'll, I'll chime in with some personal experience myself. I've said it before uh, on a previous podcast that my biggest weakness over the years has always been complacency, mm. where I think I'm king shit and I've got it figured out and it's all humming along until it's not. And that's something I'm always mindful of, where I know for me in the past, I have been guilty of letting, expanding the boundaries of how many treats per week I'm going to have. Mm. And so the once or twice a week, for me, if I'm not thinking about it, could easily become once or twice a day. Yeah, same. Yeah. We have that in common. Yep. Uh, we're now the most recent example for us, mm. uh, and I'll let you in on a bit of a secret. Courtney and I, we own our own gym. We don't actually train at our own gym anymore. Not anymore, no. We, we had a chat not too long ago, like we're talking like about a week and a half ago, that it's quite possible that our training intensity at our own gym has dropped off without us really realizing it. Because when you think about it, we train at our gym under different circumstances to our clients. 
So our clients will train at our gym when we are there. So where they're pushing them, they'll train there not just when we are there, but when their teammates are there because we train our clients in, in small groups. Yeah, they're workout the, buddies. They're workout buddies because the atmosphere is better. Mm. They push each other. It brings out the best in us, mm. I think, as trainers as well. But Courtney, when you and I train at our own gym, who's with us? No one. It might be you and I together now and then, but often it would be us individually. Correct. And the thing is, you think you're going as hard as you can individually. Chances are you're probably not. Oh, definitely you not. Know? So, definitely not. So the story here is that Courtney and I very recently went and joined a big commercial gym not too far from where our gym is. And well, let me ask you the question, Courtney. How have our, how's it, how have our training sessions gone? Oh, they're... You can really feel the difference. You can really feel the difference. I think the difference for us has been not just that we've made the promise to each other that we're going to always work out and train together, mm. but now we're training in a public space where other people are there and we are not going to be the softies in the room, the cupcakes taking it easy. No, you're not going to be... There is a bit of pride there. There's a bit of pride and, and we're not going to be the ones that... that in between sets, pull out our phone and and check our messages and you know call, Take a few selfies. call people during our workout and things like that and and that's and that's the that's the little things that slipped in well, when we were training in our own gym because no one's there. We're not sending Snapchats mid set, are we? Well, no, no, but that that they're the little things like checking your emails, checking your messages, answering a call, things like that between sets in our own gym. It takes gym, away from your focus. It takes away from your focus and, for us. and your intensity and they're the sort of bad habits that started creeping in whereas we've definitely found you're right being in a public space around other people we it's just head down bum up we go in we smash on. it out and and we get out of there, and and that's what we see from our clients coming into our gym. Yep, we, that it we, is what we, we were missing. But we weren't doing it. No. So now our workouts at the gym that we've joined up with are a lot more like our own clients' workouts with us, absolutely. Where they're focused, they're structured, uh, there's direction. So for for Courtney and I, uh, just so you can get a picture of what we're doing, we walk into the gym together. Headphones are in, the music is in our ears. You know, music of choice. Mm-hmm. I tend to go the heavy stuff. Courtney's more Bieber. Um, <laughs> no, sorry. We've got a. We've got a. Uh, we've each got a training book where we record what we're training and our numbers. We do the same training. We so we do the same exercises. And obviously at different weights. And we just go in there, music's on, know exactly where we're going because it's written down and we start we start training. And all of a sudden, Courtney, you'll agree, our workouts are over faster because we're just doing our sets in between each other. We're spotting each other and going from exercise to exercise to exercise. And we're not doing a great deal of actual exercises or sets or reps. No, they're not big, big they, workouts. They, they're just focused and they're intense and we are feeling it. Yeah. So the point that I'm making here for you listening there is that this also affects the trainers. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think a really big thing I want to touch on here is that, yes, it is normal. Yes, this does affect everyone in terms of going a bit off track. But I think a, a, a key thing for moving past it is once you recognize what has caused it, stay mindful of that mm. because it can easily happen again. Oh, absolutely. So, so this is why Courtney and I signed up at this gym for 12 months. We paid up front for 12 months because we're, we're just committing to it. There's accountability there. It's accountability. And what we're also doing now is we're recording everything we're doing by hand 
so we can show our own clients. Yeah, that's it. And so I think I, th- I think that they're, they're great examples. And I th- I know that you and you and I, Matt, share that that problem in the past of allowing treats and and uh, unscheduled meals to to creep in. Well, the thing is as well, Courtney. Can I just also bring up? It sh- this should be a challenge for b- virtually everyone, just because we look at us and the people that we work with, they go through years and years and years of bad habits and a negative mindset. Mm. You're not going to turn it around without hiccups here and there. It just does not work that way. Nah, it's unrealistic. It's very unrealistic. I mean, I look at myself where you know you spend the first 25, 26, 27 years of your life being very unhealthy, mm. very inactive, full of bad habits. So if you spent you know almost thirty years like that, it's going to take time to undo. Yeah, and not there are going to be no, and there are going to be things that pop back up. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it goes. It can even for some people, it can be caused by stressful events. Yeah, breakups. Yeah. They're they're definitely massive Breakups, trigger points. Arguments, work. Work, stress. Stress is a massive one. A lot of people eat from stress. Yep. I, I think also... Things- or skip the gym because of stress. Work was so hard, I need to go straight home. I think the other really big examples that you might find where you struggle are things like long weekends, things like Christmas time. Time between programs. Time between programs. If you're taking break from exercise just to let your body rest for which, a couple of weeks. Which is recommended. Which is always recommended. And those sort of times, because then you're out of that routine, you can lose that mental focus during those those blocks of times. I think a lot of people lose mental focus and accountability around um, holidays. As I said, long Christmas. weekends. Christmas. Easter. In birthdays. Um Weddings, all all these sort of celebratory events, life events, life events, which are a part of life and which we need to learn how to deal with. And so which we should embrace, not avoid. Yeah, we can't avoid them. That's just it's well, silly. We, we you shouldn't have to. You never should have to. But and at to. the end of the day, Christmas um, celebrations, birthdays, they come up every year. They're not going anywhere. No. So we have to learn to live with them and we have to learn to work with them. Mm-hmm. So these are all types of things. Holidays. Holidays are a big one. A lot of people tell me that when they go away on holidays, they, they just go completely off track. They don't know how to, how to travel and make this work. So a lot of these things can come up when in your life and and these are often the things that make you lose focus make you lose accountability make you pull up, pull out from training skip the gym and and give up far too soon so i i think they're the main trigger points that you've really got to watch out for all right courtney so let's move this on a bit i'll start by asking you the question here court let's say that you're someone that is you're doing an exercise program you're starting to change your habits away from the gym. So yeah. you're starting to get into your, into your shopping, into your cooking. You're getting getting some good habits built up and you might start to, you've noticed that you've started to slip as in you're being a bit less accountable in terms of recording what you're doing or you're not quite having the variety of food that you're used to or your training isn't quite as hard as it was when you first started. What's the where's the first place if you if you find Courtney that you've gone off track or you're someone that has gone off track where do you think is the first place to start to get back on track Generally it's the gym Why The gym usually and I'm going to use the words usually is the easiest place to start in terms of getting back on track because it's one thing 
You take the pressure off yourself to correct everything. It's one thing just to get back in the gym and start training hard. For most people, you will find that the eating part of of this is the harder part. It just generally is for most people. So by taking the pressure off, and that's something I really want to emphasize, take the pressure off to fix it all in one time and just do one thing. Just set yourself one thing, which is to get your butt back in the gym and train hard and then start rolling on to the other things. Can I take this back a step, Courtney? I actually will disagree with you that the gym is the first place to start. I think if you found that you've gone off track, the first place to start is to take a deep breath Yes. and don't tell yourself that you've failed. Well, you, yes. The best way to get past this initially, the first step in my opinion, is to get over it, accept it, and start to move on. And I will absolutely 100% agree with you on that because I think that's a massive, massive point. It definitely needs to be accepted. It, well, you can't change it. So, I mean, unless you've got a, a time-traveling DeLorean with a flux capacitor, back to the future reference, <laughs> you're not going to go back in time and change the fact that you've gone off track. You can only affect what's in front of you. No. So the first step here, in my opinion, is to accept it. Don't tell yourself you failed because you haven't because struggling is not failure. Failure is quitting, as we said before. Yes. You've got to accept it and start to move on. And this is where I think what you just said before, Courtney, is really, really good is that the gym is 99 times out of 100 the best place to start. And also I think a, a really good point I can make here for people, well, for, for you listening, there's always a way to come back. It's not, it's not the end of the world. No. There's always a way to get back on track, to take control and be on top of things again. And I think the biggest thing there as well is you are 100% correct in that. I felt that the first time I took steps backwards. Felt what, like a failure? I beat myself up about it for the longest time, dwelled on it, thought to myself, oh God, I wonder where I'd be now if I hadn't have taken those steps back. And you really can't do that because A, you're wasting time. As Matt said, you can't you can't take it back. So you're wasting time dwelling on it. It's going to affect how well you can recover from it if you're dwelling on it. And it did for me. It affected how well I got over it and was able to push forward and move forward because I was dwelling on the past and thinking, oh, you know, I would be so much better if I hadn't have done that. Get, oh, I wonder where, wonder what size I'd be now if I hadn't have done that. You know what else it does, Courtney? Dwelling on it, it delays progress. 100%. It did for me. Yep. It did for me. And I think that that is such a big thing. It plays a massive role in just accepting what has happened, mentally accepting what's happened, and just being able to move on. And that, that part is not easy. That is not an easy part of this, but it's so essential to have to do that because it will hold you back if you beat yourself up about it, if you dwell on it, and it will stop you from moving forward. I do, I do think it's okay, Courtney, to be a little bit cranky with yourself. I think that's normal. Well, it fuels the think, fire to move on, and, doesn't and it? And I do think it is healthy to hold yourself to high standards, but not to the point where it prevents you from taking action to fix it. Well, you're dwelling on you're, what you're dwelling has happened. On it and you're delaying the recovery process. So take a deep breath, accept what's happened, start to move on. And as you said, Courtney, you're starting the gym because the gym is the easiest place to start. Mm-hmm. 
so the first that's the first thing I recommend to people that we work with mm-hmm. when they are starting to fall off track. Well, hey, get your butt back in the gym, get active again, and you'll start to feel better because you've, you've taken a step forward. Mm-hmm. That's the first place that I think everyone should start 100%. because what you're doing there is you're rebuilding a positive habit. Yeah, and the habit of movement is important for all of us. That's just you know something that we need in our lives. It's the first place that I would recommend everyone starts. I think, yeah, fantastic. And and the word habits is massive. Positive habit is what you're creating, as Matt said. And I think that at the end of the day, going off track, it's just allowing bad habits to creep back into our day to day life. Yep. I mean, that's really in in high. In hindsight, what it is. So I think once you feel that going back and you know your exercise routine feels like normal, once it feels like normal, the habit's starting to really build up. That's where you might go, okay, I've got this first habit under control. It feels normal. Now I'm going to go for the next thing, which for most people would be, what are we eating? So you know, we might, for example, with someone say, well, okay, you're at the gym now regularly. Well done. High five. The next thing might be, don't miss breakfast. Or count how many, for, for me, it was when I went back, getting myself back on track, write down your food so you can be accountable to how many treats you're having. Well, there's, that's the thing, and I'm glad you said that, Courtney. There's There are multiple ways to approach this. Mm. You, it's a case of thinking about it and what do you think you can do early on. You're not going to do it all at once. We no. know, we've established this, okay? We've established that you're not going to get back on track all at once. Forget that. That's 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 a fantasy. So you pick one to two things at a time that you think you can do and you go after it. Hmm. And then you start to build on it from there. So take your pick. Like you said, yeah. Courtney, recording what you're doing could be, depending on how far off track someone's gotten. And, have, the, and it, the reasons really why the they've reasons gone why, off of course. track. I mean, it's, yeah. a, it's a very personal thing. You know, not missing breakfast, not missing lunch. <laughs> Not missing dinner. I mean, mm. take your pick. Yeah. Take your pick. But start somewhere. Mm. And yeah, starting at the gym is the best advice to begin with. And then you build on it from there. I think as well, um, you know, without sounding too harsh, another tip I need to give here is I think if you've gone off track, you need to understand that no one else is going to fix this for you. Mm-mm. It's on you. You are always the reason you are where you are. For better or for worse, because you know Courtney as much as I do, that we are the result of our choices, hundred percent, and we are the result of our habits. Yeah. So for better or for worse, we need to take responsibility for it. So when it comes down to it, and this is what I do tell my clients as well, if you've gone off track, don't beat yourself up for it, but you are going to have to accept responsibility for it Mm -hmm. because you have allowed it to happen. 100%. 100%. And I mean, it sounds harsh, but I mean... It's also true. We've also gone through that ourselves and we've had to tell that to ourselves or to, to each other. So it's not What's like it's not like you and I, Matt, haven't done this either. So, I ah. mean, it might sound harsh, but it is absolutely the truth. Well, it is what it is. So if, you know, when you think about it, if you are getting back on track and you're starting to feel the changes and starting to see the changes, then you get all the credit. Yeah. As you should. You get all the credit for that. But it goes the other way. If you let yourself get back off tr- or go off track and really go off the rails, mm. you must take responsibility for that. Mm. So understanding that no one else is going to do this for you is a really powerful thing. Yeah. I think long term, 
once you accept that it's all in your hands, it becomes empowering. Yeah. Because you go, you start to develop a mindset where you go from I can't to I can. And that is big, mm, especially absolutely. for the people caught that we work with. Going from I can't to I can can literally be the difference between a life-changing transformation or years of going around in circles. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I think they're, they're fantastic tips. And I think unless you've got anything else that you wanted to add to the, those tips at the moment, I think we're going to leave it there and go to emails. I'm pretty comfortable with that. But I think, I think the main thing also that I wanted to touch on with this topic is that it is so big. So as, a, as I mentioned earlier, there's so many different ways you can go off track. And I know that a lot of them are based around holidays. A lot of them are based around uh, celebrations like Christmas and, and birthdays and things like that. So well, Courtney, I think in the future, we're going to do separate podcasts on these topics and how to deal with them. We didn't, we didn't dive headfirst into these sort of topics today because it's just too, it's just too much. It would just be too long. Can I, can I just say, we can give another example here. When you and I went and got married, <laughs> we went and got married in the U- the US where yes. we were absolutely off track for basically a month. Yes. What did we do to get back on track when we got back home? What did we do to get back on track when we got home? Yeah. We just did what we did before we left. Bingo. Exactly. Back to the gym. Yeah. Back to shopping, back to cooking food, back to doing what we're doing. Yeah, just straight back into like we never left. You know, so the point there is this affects everyone. Oh, yeah. But we just took control. 100%. Got back, had our um, our reception, our wedding reception, which we enjoyed some pretty good wedding cake. Yes, we did. And you may have got slightly intoxicated. Slightly. Slightly. But after that, we just got back on track by resuming for us what was normal before we went on our wedding trip. 100%. Yep. So I think, yeah, it is time, Courtney, to move on to emails. Yes. No music today? Oh, email time. There it is. So (laughs) you can reach us at podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Well done. Well, I should hope I don't get it wrong because I created the email address. (laughs) Uh, I'd like, we'd like to hear from you on any questions or any feedback even your own personal experiences. Absolutely. Especially on this topic today about, you know, losing your way, getting off track, because no doubt this has affected you in the past Mm. because it affects everyone. No one is immune to this. No. So I know for myself, definitely, and I think you too, Courtney, we'd like to hear from you on your personal experiences with this, either what you struggled with in the past and how you've dealt with it or how you've gotten over it, or if you need a bit of advice from us, some pro tips from us, because we can uh, we can always help with that. So podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com is where you can email us. And speaking of emails, Courtney, I have a pretty a, a fairly long email here from Melanie. Hi, Melanie. Thanks so for your email. It's a relatively long email, but the point is what I'll get to towards the end. So okay. allow me. Allow us. Yeah. Hello, Matt and Courtney. I am a new listener to your podcast, and I'm enjoying hearing your tips and stories. As you know, there are a ton of ideas on the best way to lose weight, and it can be overwhelming on where to start. I've tried many fad diets in the past and was successful in losing weight fast, then always gained it back plus more. 
I know now that it will take time and it will take a major lifestyle change to make it permanent. I'm 45 years old and weigh 324 pounds. So I suspect Melanie is from the US. Yes. 324 pounds off the top of my head would be around what, 130 kilos? kilos. Oh, a bit under half, bit 130, under half. 140 kilos. This is the largest I have ever been and it's beginning to affect my health. I am a type 2 diabetic, I can relate to that, with a history, a family history of heart disease. I actually lost my mother last month to a massive heart attack. Sorry to hear about that. I know I'm following in the same footsteps and it terrifies me. I've been emotionally eating and have recently committed to getting back to the gym. I go three times a week and walk on the treadmill. I started with this to get a routine going, but I know this isn't going to give me the results I need. I know I need to get some weight training sessions in there as well. Very well said, Melanie. As far as food, I feel confident in knowing what is good food versus bad food, but I'm at a loss on what my calorie intake should be. One place has told me 1,800 calories and another said 2,700 calories, which is a fair bit of a difference Very per day. Very big difference. With all of the conflicting information out there, it's really hard to know what is right. I don't want to waste another day guessing what is right and wasting my time. I know everyone is different, but are there any pointers you can give me on what to start with? My first immediate goal is to lose 50 pounds while gaining the self-discipline needed to keep the weight off. Thank you so much for your input and the time you put into your podcasts. Love, Melanie. That is a fantastic email, Melanie. And like Matt said, I'm very sorry to hear about your mother. And congratulations on starting to take this step mm. to uh, to make things better for yourself and to make yourself happier. So congratulations for that. So there's really, Courtney, two reasons why, or two points I'm going to pull from this email which explain why I have pulled this email. The first thing is in terms of where to start in the gym. Now, Melanie here has done the very smart thing by starting mm. by going to the gym because that is the easiest place to start. Correct. So she's put aside some time to go three days a week and hit the treadmill. Great. She's also correct. You are correct, Mel, in terms of the weight training sessions. So the safest place to start would be to keep doing your treadmill walks and now do weight training two times a week. Mm. So there'll be separate days to your treadmill You'll go down there and do an upper body day, and then you'll go down there and do a lower body day. That's the safest place to start. I would start with that to begin with, and you, what you might find is those three days on the treadmill and those two days lifting weights, that could be the next six months. Yeah, that's all you'll need. That could be the next nine months. Correct. I mean, that there, a lot of our clients do things like that. And when, when you say weight training, Matt... And an an upper and a lower body day. We're only really talking about Mel. We're only really talking about three or four exercises each day. No more than five. So we're not spending hours in the gym here. No, there's no need. It should be forty five minutes to an hour worth of a session. If your weight training session goes longer than an hour, get off your phone. Yeah. So they're not they're not big sessions here. So. Yeah, just I would pick maybe four exercises each each for a lower body and then four exercises for an upper body. Yeah, just play around with the machines in the gym. If you're not used to doing weight training, you're not going to walk in there day one and start doing, you know, 
double your body weight deadlifts or 1.5 times body weight squats or bench press, you've got to start with the basics. So any any decent gym worth a membership is going to have the basic weight training machines. You just go and play around with them to begin with and have, you know, three, four, maybe five at most that you'll do an upper body day and the same for lower body day. Yep, that's absolutely. The, that's the safest place to start and that will keep you going for a good six to nine months because even from... A lot of people will think, oh, I need more than two days a week in the gym. Actually, for most people, no, you don't. That's the safest place to start. The next point that I want to bring up, Courtney, for you here, Mel, is... Calories. Calories. Can I just say, Courtney and I have lost over 100 kilograms between us. How, how, many, how often have you counted calories, Courtney? Never. don't know how to do it. Now... How often do you think I've counted calories, Courtney? Never. Never. Don't so, know how to do it. Yeah, so no. So we've lost 100 kilos between us and haven't counted calories. What you'll find, Mel, is that if you're eating eating healthy foods, unprocessed foods most of the time, you don't need to worry about the counting calories. calories. Your appetite is going to tell you if you've eaten too much or if you're not eating enough. Mm. Listen to your body. Mm. It will tell you when it wants more. It will also tell you when it's had enough. So don't stress one iota about the calories because I also don't get, we don't get our clients to check their calories because they don't need to. No. So when you go to our to our website, theweightlosspodcast.com and you see the wall of fame, which is where all our best client transformations are, none of them have counted calories. And I think, I think they couldn't even tell you what they need. No, no. Well, that's right. I don't. We don't even really know what we need. So we could take an educated guess, and it would be more than twenty seven hundred. So well, I know I would be. I, you know, I, I think that that's where people can get really distracted, and, and I know how distracting it can be, and and how unsure you can be, especially when someone's telling you 800, 1800. And 1800, sorry, and then the next person's telling you twenty seven hundred. If anyone so, says eight hundred, don't listen no, to them. No, so it. it it can be super confusing, but I think the the big thing that Matt said there, which is unprocessed foods. Yep, and li- well, I think bigger than that, Courtney. Listen to your body and listen to your body. If you're yeah. hungry, it needs more. Yeah, well, that's right. So simple as that. You're making simple choices: vegetables, fruits, uh, chicken, red meat, or good quality protein sources. Yeah. The, the standard stuff. I mean, in the end, we're human beings. We've got common sense. It's pretty easy to get a good idea, like Mel said, of the good foods versus the bad foods. But Mel, forget the calorie intake. Yeah. That's the least of your problems right now. Eat till you're satisfied. Yes. And when you're hungry again, eat again. Because yes. that's your body saying, I've used the fuel, give me more. 100%. And also, I think the, the final point I want to make here, responding to Mel's email, Courtney, is that, Mel, this is going to take time. Absolutely. This is going to take time. Um Given the information you've given to us here, I'd be putting aside at least 12 months, mm. possibly two years. I mean, let's let's be honest. This is a rest of your life proposition. Yes. But in terms of getting from where you are to somewhere really, really amazing, as in turning your life around, looking completely different, feeling completely different, 12 months minimum. 12 yeah. months bare minimum. Bare minimum. So dig in for the long haul. This is this is basically a job. Yeah, it's basically just putting in the investment and then reaping the rewards and maintaining for the rest of your life. Yes, but also, and like you said, Courtney, rest of your life, understanding 
this is a long-term proposition. Correct. A 45-year-old a woman that's weighing over 300 pounds that also has got type 2 diabetes, etc., and ha- is, is relatively new to the gym, this isn't going to happen quickly. No. This is going to take time. So, Mel, if you were my client, I would tell you, honey, get ready. This is at least 12 months. I would say probably 18 months more realistically. Um, just accept it and get into it. Well, I hope that's helped. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's what we're here for. So on that note, Courtney, I think we can wrap it up. I think so. But definitely, Mel, if, if you not didn't understand something that, that we went through or if you have any other questions, please feel free to send us another email. All right. So, Courtney, that'll do it. Great episode. High five for us <laughs> up top. Thank you. <laughs> so we're, we're going to close the show. Hope this helps. <laughs> and we will speak to you very soon. See ya. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.